The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. We're giving away $250 cash and a $100 gift card. Sign up today exclusively on the SGPN app. Hi, you Jen Reno's, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode three twenty eight goes up to the Tampa Bay Rays, who have not lost a game yet in Major League Baseball, and just, I'm just dedicating it to them to see if if uh, I'm bad luck. I'm thinking I will be. I'm thinking they're going to lose uh, after this goes to your ear holes on Thursday. So there you go. Uh, thanks for coming to the show. I am Jeff Chalks Fox, one of your hosts. We are. Back again with our UFC and ESPN Holloway versus Allen breakdown. We're doing the main card today. Yesterday, we did the eight prelim fights, and myself and my life partner on the podcast have not agreed on things. Boy, oh boy. We were uh, we ended up agreeing on the last three fights, but we were all over the map heading into it. We'll see if we're on the same page for the main card here or not. I think the main issue is I'm going much far more doggy than normal, and uh, he's not agreeing with my dog picks. So let's bring him in. The man who's always down for dog picks so we should be on the same page as daniel gummy Breland. yeah i don't i don't know how we got to rectify this we got to do something nope. it doesn't really matter i guess as long as i win it doesn't really matter right uh yeah well, well uh, I, guess, uh, yeah. I guess we'll i guess we'll see about that yeah we uh, will see about that we will see i tried to jinx we uh, we will see about that <laughs> we will since tampa's in toronto's uh, division i thought i would uh jinx them so there you go but it's and not you, like toronto's you, playing bad right no no yeah, you, okay. you're you're sometimes a red sox fan so i'm helping you too yeah, I'll root for him uh, when I'm when I'm there, and Adam Duvall doesn't have a shattered wrist. And when he, and that's why he didn't have a voice for the one uh, for a bunch of episodes. That's one of the reasons why. Yeah. Other yeah. than scream, screaming at your wife is the other reason than your children, right? <laughs> that's, that's harsh. No. <laughs> no. He almost admitted it. Almost got him admitted on record. Not even going to pretend that. <laughs> All right, fine. He doesn't yell. He's a very level-headed man. Um, we're breaking down six fights for you here. Um, the main card of, like I said, UFC and ESPN Holloway versus Allen. It's going to go down from the T-Mobile, Mobile. There, I'm, I'm saying it like Mobile, Alabama, T-Mobile Center in Kansas City, Missouri, not Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, April fifteenth, my lovely wife's birthday. Um, I'm sure she'll love to sit down and watch this with me uh, that evening. It, main card is 8:30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Um, should we break down some fights, Dan? Yeah, let's break down some fights. Should we? Are we gonna? What do you think? Are we gonna groove this episode or not? Or is it good? I, have, I have a feeling you're gonna agree with me on some of them. Okay. Are we both gonna agree that Shady Rays are awesome? I always agree that. All right. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Last not all, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements, meaning if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. 
There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays, even though it says Shady in their name. Their team always has your back exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year, uh, any year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for half off, 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. So it's SGPN for 50% off. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. And 200,000 people would rate this five stars if they knew about it. Hopefully they will hear about it. It's the NBA Survivor Challenge. Make sure to check out our NBA Survivor Playoffs Survivor Challenge. Completely free to enter and the winner gets $250 cash and $100 gets SGPN gift card to buy all our gear. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash store exclusively on the SGPN app to get in on that contest. All right. Let's start things with lightweights. A, a favorite of yours, Clay Guida, right? I do love me some Clay Guida. Who doesn't really love? You're not going to find anyone, not too many people saying anything bad about Clay Guida. He is fighting Rafa Garcia. He's a Rafa though. No, he's he's Brazilian. He's Hoffa. I don't remember ever calling him. He's not him. Brazilian. That's why I had never called him Hoffa before. He's Mexican. He's, he's Rafa Mexican. Garcia. <laughs> like the tennis player. All right, I'm going to tell you about... Uh, oh, I messed up Mr. Guida's line first to hear he's he's a big dog but what is he he's at plus two three and then i put a dash dash is not a number two three zero okay I'll tell you about guida i am ready now finally he's the carpenter he's 38 and 22 that's right 60 fights seven knockouts 14 submissions he's been knocked out twice submitted 11 times 18 and 16 in the ufc he's got win loss win loss win over his last five fights he's fight at featherweight one no in wec one never die. Uh, one and one in Strike Force and the champion there. 2003 pro MMA debut is a pro grappler. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.22 strikes per minute, plus 230. Gifted Rafa Garcia, 14 and three, one knockout, eight submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Three and three in the UFC. He's won three of his last four, though, including his last fight. Was the Combates champion. Used to fight at featherweight. 13 years younger than Guida. More active landing strikes. However, he's been outstruck by 0.94 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor, minus 220. Give me Guida. Boom! I really know why, but give me, I don't think I can bet against him. I think he's burned me too many times for me to, to pick against him here. I, you always expect you know, him to be done, and he's never done. And Ruff Garcia doesn't. I guess he must not impress me enough for me to take him. So give me Clay Guida. Are you are you riding with me? Of course I'm riding with Clay right. Guida. Now, what are you, what are you tell crazy? Tell people a smarter, a smarter answer why, why we're riding with him rather than my um my rambling he, he's right, not so, better competition he's slightly better striking from distance um and he's he's got grappling chops there you go That's I, i've got a couple of reasons first of all is rafa garcia has doesn't really win fights if he can't get a ton of his grappling going yeah. um and, and clay guida is just not an easy guy to like out wrestle right like no, no nobody's out there out wrestling clay guida with any kind of regularity um you know he he out wrestled natan levy he out wrestled Shape, but like he's not out here out wrestling anybody of consequence. And I will say this too. If you look at the first two losses of Rafa Garcia in his UFC stand, he lost to Nazar Hawkfrost and Chris Grutzmacher. And in both of those fights, those guys came in with a lot of pressure. They came in with a lot of energy and a lot of pressure. Chris Grutzmacher threw 268 strikes in that fight. And he threw more as the fight went on. He threw, as Rafa Garcia started to slow down in the second and third round, he threw 101 strikes in the third round. 
And same with Nazarat Hakprast, who, who threw 218 in that fight. And if you look, he threw more and more as the fight went on. Rafa Garcia actually only landed 13 punches in the third round of that fight with Hakprast, whereas Hakprast landed 42, throwing 88 punches, which is his most by far the whole fight, which tells me two things. Rafa Garcia fades as the fight goes. His output fades, and he just can't keep up that same pace. And if there's somebody who you don't want to face, if you can't keep up the pace, my God, is it Clay Guida? Because that dude never quits. Yep. Very, very true. Um, and Guida's been controlled 9% of uh, of his time in the UFC. So um, he's he's not he's going to be a hard guy. If you get him down, you're not going to be able to control him for very long. So, all right. Move on to, we're going to go down to Bantamweights. Pedro Munoz versus Chris Gutierrez. Munoz is still known as a young punisher. He's neither young. Does he punish people a lot anymore? Eh, not really either. Um, he's 19 and 7 with two no contests, five knockouts, eight submissions, never been finished in a fight. 9 and 7 with two no contests in the UFC. He's got 0 and 2 with one no contest over his last three, and 1 and 4 with one no contest over his last six. The no contest at stemming from getting his eye poked by Sean O'Malley, the last fight they were in. Uh, his last fight and that he's not won a fight since February of 2021. He has failed a drug test in the past, was regional champion, 2009 pro MMA debut, more active landing strikes than Gutierrez is. Uh, he's got better grappling stats as well. However, he's been outstruck himself in his fights by, by 0.56 strikes per minute over his UFC career. He's at plus 180. El Guapo, Chris Gutierrez, 19, four and two, nine knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted one time. 7-1-1 one, one in the UFC. He's won four straight, and he's gone 7-0-1 over his last eight. He's not lost since November 2018. He's won his last two fights via knockout or TKO. He used to fight at featherweight. 1-1 uh, World Series of Fighting. Multiple regional championships on his. Mantle. Get it from our store, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. Get the shirt. 1-0 in Bellator. 2013 Pro MMA debut. Three inches of height, two inches of reach on Munoz. Five years younger. Striking stats are better than Munoz's. He has outstruck his UFC opponents by a very robust 2.12 strikes per minute. He's at minus 200. Yeah, so the thing I love about Chris Gutierrez, well, you said minus 200? Yeah. Uh, I, I like him. I like him even at that number. Um, the thing I love about Chris Gutierrez and why I'm picking him pretty easily in this fight is Pedro Munoz was at his most dangerous when you had to worry about his leg kicks and you had to worry about his jiu-jitsu game. And now he, he's kind of gotten to the stage in his career where he's a little bit slower and his wrestling just isn't there. And to fight Chris Gutierrez, that means you're, he's pretty much just left with like a leg kick game. Gutierrez is way too good defensively to succumb to that kind of thing, right? Like Chris Gutierrez is a guy who doesn't take a lot of strikes. If you look back at his fights, he's got like a 64% striking defense and he only gets hit by like two and a half strikes a minute. He, he's really efficient on the feet. He doesn't take unnecessary strikes. And he's done that even against some like pretty good strikers out there. Plus, he's really cranked up his knockout power as of late. And I know Pedro Munoz is a tough guy, not the type of guy who goes in there and gets knocked out. But I also think just like if he winds up getting desperate to land these leg kicks and it's going to be missing all the time, I wouldn't be surprised if Gutierrez pops someone here. Yeah, I'm going Gutierrez as well. He's 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 real good. These are two trains headed in opposite directions. Um, Gutierrez is on his way up still. Um, so last episode is was called Antique Gutierrez. This one is pro Gutierrez, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, this one's pro Gutierrez. Anti Gutierrez <laughs> and pro Gutierrez. So far, we are pro Gutierrez here. All right. So El Guapo is the pick. Let's move on. A Canadian. We got a Canadian on the prelims who I faded. Shall I, well, am we going to fade another one? We shall see. Light heavyweights. 
Jan Kudalaba, the non-Canadian. <laughs> that's how, that's what he's known as versus Tanner Bozer, the Canadian. Tanner, the bulldozer, Bozer, 29 20-9-1. 11 knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once. Only time he's been finished. Four and four in the UFC. He's gone one and three over his last four, including losing his last fight. He primarily had fought at heavyweight. This is his first fight in the UFC at light heavyweight. Was a regional champion. 2012 pro MMA debut. Inch taller than Kutalaba. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by over two strikes a minute. Plus 2.01 is the strike differential. Uh, striking stats are better than Kutalaba. See that plus 115. The Hulk, Jan Kutalaba. 16-9-1 and one with one no contest. 12 knockouts, two submissions. Been knocked out three times, submitted four times. 5-8-1 and one in the UFC. He's lost three straight fights all via finish. He's got one five and one over his last seven fights. He has fought at heavyweight before too. He's two years younger than Bozer. Still struck his UFC opponents by 1.13 strikes per minute. His grappling stats are better than Bozer's, minus 125. Uh, this is one of those fights where do I really have to pick a, uh, one of these guys? But uh, give me give me the dog, give me the Canadian uh, Tanner Bozer. Uh, Kudalaba, yeah, he's he's not not looking so hot. He's getting finished a lot and. Um, Bozer has got the power. Hopefully, it translates down to light heavyweight. Uh, you may want to wait until we see what um, the weight cut looks like, but he's he's just going to be a, a way better uh, striker here. Um, and you would assume bigger than Kudalaba as well. So give me the plus money, plus one fifteen. So I, I'm going to take Kudalaba officially. I, I will say this: I, I'm I would not bet this fight, and yeah. it, it's it's a coin flip for a reason. Is first of all, you're right. I, I totally agree with you. I think Tanner Bolser, infinitely better striker. He's shown that he's got power. That knockout of Rafael Pessoa really showed us he's got that power. Um, but we've also shown that he's got like a wild grappling issue that I don't think is solved by going down to light heavyweight. And certainly not solved going down to light heavyweight and fighting Ian Kudalaba first, who is like a little muscle monster, right? So that's the first thing I would say is like, he's going to be at a huge grappling disadvantage. He's going to be at a huge striking disadvantage. And while I'm not, why I'm not betting the fight rather is we don't know what Kudalaba will do. You know what I mean? Like I usually try to make bets based on, you know, who's better in what position and how likely they are to get to that position. And I just don't know if Kudalaba will shoot 30 takedowns, in which case I think he will win this fight incredibly easy. I don't know if he'll go try to have a boxing match with Tanner Boser, in which case he will lose really terribly. I don't know if he will climb out of the cage and do a belly flop on a lady sitting in the front row. Like it, it, all of those things to me are equally as likely as one another. And as a result, like, I, I mean, I'm just staying away from this fight in terms of betting. But if, if you're asking me gun to my head, I got to make a pick here. I'll take Kudalaba just because I think, just a little bit of that wrestling will go a long way. Um, but again, the likelihood of that wrestling is about the same likelihood as the belly flop. Really? Uh, I wish I wish that was on the board somewhere. Uh, he, he's going to get angry. That, that's be- guaranteed. Be- belly flop. I just saw um, uh, Ben online's got <laughs> belly flop. Uh, it probably does. <laughs> it's probably got belly does. flop. It's plus 310 right now. So get in on plus 310 for the belly flop prop. Odds that Kudalaba is um, unreasonably angry at the weigh-ins. What do you think would happen if he push push Bozer? Oh uh, yeah, interesting, <laughs> interesting. Well, we may find out. We may find out in a in a day or two. So we shall see. We're gonna move up to actually, yeah, down. Excuse me, down to light heavyweights. Dustin Jacoby, who was on the Top Turtle MMA podcast this week with my friend Gumby here, he's fighting Azmat Mirzakhanov. I will tell you about the professional Mirzakhanov first. Twelve and zero. 
nine knockouts, one submission. He's won two straight. Sorry, he's gone two and zero oh in the UFC. He's actually won twelve straight. Both of his wins have come via knockout or TKO. One zero in the Contender Series was a regional champion. Twenty ten pro MMA debut. A year younger than Jacoby. Striking stats are better than his uh, based off his UFC fights and contender series fights. He's outstruck his opponents over those three fights by 2.19 strikes per minute. He's at plus one at 63. The Hanyak, Dustin Jacoby, 18-6-1. We already discussed his nickname in past episodes, so go back if you want to know about it. Okay? Okay. 18-6-1. 11 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. 6-3-1 in the UFC over two stints. 4-1. He technically lost his last fight, but it was a robbery. 1-0 on the contender series. Used to fight at middleweight, used to fight at heavyweight. Was a regional champion. 0-2 in Bellator, 0-1 in World Series of Fighting. 2010 Pro MMA debut. 10-8 as a pro kickboxer. 1-0 as a pro boxer. He's got 5 inches height and 5 inches reach on Merzakhanov. He's more active landing strikes. He's got better grappling stats too. Even though his name does not land in off. Um, he's been out, he's outstruck his UFC opponents for 1.6 strikes per minute. And he's at minus 152. Now Gumby gets to talk. Give, give me Dustin Jacoby. Me oh, too. my God. I mean, like, I, I know people are going to see the OV at the end of his name and be like, oh, wrestling advantage. I don't think he does. Like, uh, Merzakhanov is not a good wrestler. Um, he, he does two things exceptionally well. He throws a mean overhand left. It's real mean uh, when it lands. And the other thing he does is he holds people against the cage and tries to tire them out. Dustin Jacoby proved in that Ian Kudalaba fight he had, he doesn't tire. That good that that dude is going to be as fresh in round three as he is in round one. And it doesn't matter what kind of game plan you bring. And Merzakhanov isn't going to be as fresh. Like Merzakhanov kind of like needs to get you out of there because he himself tires. And I don't know that he's gonna get his hands on Dustin Jacoby, either with the overhand left or with the the clinching against the cage. Because like Dustin Jacoby's like a crafty striker. The dude fought for glory for a while and he's got good kickboxing. He's got good leg kicks. He recently showed he's got insane power. He stood and traded with, with Khalil Roundtree and, and arguably won uh, in a 15 minute fight. And if Khalil Roundtree is not hitting you and in, in dealing with uh, your technical boxing all that well, Osmond Verzakhanov is not going to have a good time either. So yeah, give me Jacoby on this one. Yeah, I originally was in on Verzakhanov, but I... I um, saw the light. Yeah, he's he's going to try to strike with a professional kickboxer who is way bigger than him. So and and I and I think he's good. I also think he's going to tire out. Yeah, late in the fight. Like I I totally think this is a candidate here for uh, a Dustin Jacoby like late TKO with like Merzakhanov still on the feet. Yeah, a fatigue TKO. All right, we're both in on Jacoby. We're also both in on Underdog Fantasy. We are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, MLB daily games, plus they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. It's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, we are already up to the co-main event. It is down at uh, Featherweight, Edson Barboza versus Billy Quarantillo. Uh, I'll tell you about Barboza first. Junior is 22 and 11. 13 knockouts, one submission. Knocked out four times, submitted twice. 16 and 11 in the UFC. He's lost two straight. Before that, he won two straight. Uh, so he's 0 and 2, 2 and 2, and 2 and 5 uh, over his last seven. He's not fought since March of 2022. He's not won since May of 2021. He's fought at lightweight. Predominantly, he fought at lightweight. Uh, multiple regional championships on his mantle. Get the shirt. 
in our store. Uh, what else? 2009 pro MMA debut. Also was a pro kickboxer. He's got an inch of height, five inches of reach on Quarantilo. He's been outstruck over his UFC career by minus 0.14 strikes per minute. And he's at plus 155. Quarantilo, somehow his nickname is not Billy Q. It should be Billy Q. He's 17-4, eight knockouts, five submissions. Been knocked out once. Five and two in the UFC. He's got a loss win, loss win over his last four, including a TKO win in his last fight. One of the Canadian series, one and one on Ultimate Fighter. Uh, used to fight out middle, uh, middleweight, excuse me, lightweight. Multiple region championships on his mantle. Get the shirt. 2013 pro MMA debut. One and as a pro boxer. Two years younger than Barboza. Twice more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 2.16 strikes per minute. He's at minus 171. Is it me? Yeah, it's me. Give me Billy Q, um, far better grappler, and he can bring it on the feet as well. So, um, yeah, give me the up-and-comer, so to speak. Two years younger than Barboza. Give me uh, Quarantillo. Yeah, two years younger, but like 20 MMA years younger. Yes. And I'll also just say this. What, what what have we seen be the weakness of Edson Barboza? Grappling. Yeah, j- just a dude who can put the screws to him and take him down time and time again. Like, is there any reason Billy Quarantillo can't do what Kevin Lee did to him? Uh, or worse, for that matter. Like, we, we've seen top game of Billy Quarantillo, who sometimes looks better than Kevin Lee. So, yeah, like, I, I mean, the book's out on Edson Barboza. You know the type of people who beat him. You know the type of people who lose to him. It's just, like, connecting the dots about how close that person is to the right type and how far that person is from the right type. And I think Billy Quarantillo is the right type. He is the right type for us to pick. All right. Main event. It is featherweights as well. Max Holloway versus Arnold Allen. We'll tell you about the almighty Arnold Allen. I said he was undefeated last episode or a couple of episodes ago. I was incorrect. He's 19-1. He's undefeated in the UFC, though. Uh, 19-1, seven knockouts, four submissions. He's 10-0 in the UFC. Uh, he wasn't finishing his loss either, was he? Do you remember? I think No, he lost by decision to Martin right. Rosick, who's the Polish zombie. He was on uh, the <laughs> ultimate, ultimate Fighter. The Polish zombie. Uh, all right. So he's never been finished. He's 10-0 in the UFC. Last two of his wins have come via TKO. He's won 12 straight fights. He lost to that zombie guy back in June of 2014. Used fight at uh, lightweight. Used fight at bantamweight. Was regional champion. 2012 pro MMA debut. Into reach. Three years younger than Holloway. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.15 strikes per minute. 3-0 as a pro kickboxer. He's at plus 163. Blessed Max Holloway, 23 and 7, 10 knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted once. Only time he's been finished in 30 fights. 19 and 7 in the UFC. He's won two of his last three and two of his last five. He did lose his last fight. All of his three past three losses have come to the same man, Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, used to be the featherweight champion. He successfully defended that uh, belt three times. He also has fought at lightweight, was a regional champion, 2010 pro MMA debut. Three inches taller than Allen. He's out. He's more than two times. He's yeah. He's more than two times uh, more active landing strikes than Allen is. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by two point three five strikes per minute. He's at minus one sixty four. Is that me? It's you. I'm I'm actually gonna go Arnold Allen here. Yes, you are. Um, and, and what's the number once again? Just... One sixty three. And I love these weird numbers you've yep. been giving me lately. <laughs> they're they're a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I like Arnold Allen, and here's why. I I think. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, Max Holloway has shown time and time again that like every time we doubt him against an up and comer, we're idiots. And and maybe I'll wind up being an idiot here. Who knows? But I, I think 
first of all, Arnold Allen has the technical striking that I think can hang with him, right? Because, you know, you look at somebody like, uh, like Brian Ortega and he's got like the grappling skills, right? But, but he had none of the technical striking. So as a result, he winds up getting pieced up on the feet in like the most brutal way. You could say the opposite about Calvin Cater, right? Calvin Cater, great boxer, probably has enough to hang with, with Max Holloway, but, but one dimensional in a way that Max Holloway knows what's coming. It's a boxing game and he's going to keep seeing that boxing game because Max Holloway wasn't worried about the wrestling. I think Arnold Allen has enough of both of those things that I think he can keep Max Holloway guessing. Um, and, and the only person we've ever really seen keep Max Holloway guessing is uh, Alex Volkanovsky. Um, I mean, Dustin Poirier to a little bit too when Dustin Poirier beat him, but also Dustin Poirier's thing was just like, I will hit you harder than you hit me, which I also think is a thing Arnold Allen can do, right? Um, I, I think Arnold Allen hits harder than, than Max Holloway. He's shown some nice knockout power lately. Um, you know, I, I do think that this is a fight that as it goes later and later becomes more and more of Max Holloway's, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Allen banks a couple of rounds early and, and is able to steal this one on the judges scorecards. I am not uh, fading Max Holloway anymore. Uh, yeah, I it, up on that, so it, it's I'm, so hard to do. Yep. Though, right? like, like, <laughs> uh, and here's another thing I will say about this one. I, I'm not like all in on Arnold Allen. Uh, I'm only all in ah. on Brandon Allen. Ah, uh, look hey, at you. Look at, look at me. Uh, the pad one has become the master. Uh, yeah. But with that being said, I, I think, I think part of me like just needs the freshness in this division. And maybe that's me being biased here. Like I just want to see, uh, somebody other than Max Holloway deserve like a fifth title shot at some point in time. Yeah. And I think of the people who could give Max Holloway like trouble, right? Like if you look at the list of like contenders, the Josh Emmett's and the Yaya Rodriguez is in you know, like all those people, which one of them is most likely to beat him. That's not named Alexander Volkanovsky. And I think the answer is Arnold Allen. So it's either Arnold Allen gets it done this weekend, or we're about to see a, a quintilogy uh, of fights between uh, Alex Volkanovsky and Max Holloway. So Gummy's making narrative picks here. Uh, he, he's not. Uh, I think Holloway's going to win via decision. I think that's the, the play here. Um, I, I we'll think see. you know what would be a fun. You know what would be a fun bet. What? This fight ends by split decision. Oh, you think that might happen? I I just Holloway's not I, really a split decision guy. That's more of a uh, Macy Barber kind but, of thing. But what about? But what about that uh, Marlon Vera scorecard? All you need is one Marlon Vera scorecard to make it a split decision. He, he lost to Volkanovski via split, and I, that's the only split decision I see on his record. So no, I'm just the, saying. There's, there's some of the early dates. Dennis Bermudez, Leonard, Leonard Garcia. Yeah. I'm just saying, if it's out there. Harris Sarmiento. Do you know Harris Sarmiento, Dan? I don't. I don't know. Wow. We hit something that Dan doesn't know. All right. Does he, fight for, does he fight for uh, Samurai Firehouse? No, it was X1 MMA oh. in 2011. All right, let me tell you our picks, and then we will give you our fancy picks. I have Holloway. He has Allen. We both have Quarantillo. We both have Jacoby. Uh, he has Kudalaba. I have Bozer. We both have Gutierrez. We both have Guida. Right? Sounds good to me. All right. Lock, dog, prop, parlay. Want me to go first or you? I think I went first last week because I took right. Joe Pfeiffer and then you you copied me. Lock time then. Let me see. Yeah, I don't really like the line, but give me Gutierrez at minus two hundred. I think he's he's pretty a pretty safe pick here. 
uh, yeah, I like that one. I, I'm going to take, uh, and, and I think I've uh, stressed how much I like this fighter right now, but I, I'm going to take Bruno Brazil. That's what I was thinking about myself. Yep. Yeah, negative 155. That's a sweet number for Bruno Brazil. Yep. If you want to know why we like her, listen to yesterday's podcast if you haven't already. All right, dog time. I think my dog's coming from, I have lots to choose from uh, for a change here, but I think my dog is coming from yesterday's as well. Um, downtown TJ Brown plus 170. I'm not giving you a little wimpy dog here. Give me a big, a big I want dog. The same, I want the same one. Give me downtown TJ right. Brown. And it's not going to be part of my hungry man, John Parlay, because it could pretty much be a hungry man, John Parlay on its own. I just looked it up. Downtown TJ Brown by submission, plus 950. Whoa, get on that. Algio. Just a little uh, sprinkle. Just Algeo's a little sprinkle. twice. Only, the only time he's been finished is via submission. So there you go. Just a little sprinkle. Just a li- That's a all I'm saying. Sprinkle. All right. Um, I got to come up with a. What do I have to come up with now? A prop? prop. Oh, my gosh. What's Holloway via decision? All right. Hang on. Got the intern on it. Please. Please, uh, Holloway wins by decision plus 165. All right, that's good enough for me. Holloway, I don't have to get fancy with a, a split decision. I don't think you can bet those, can you? Uh, uh, d- depending on where you're at, yeah. Yeah, how shady the place is. All right, Holloway decision plus 165. What's your prop? Uh, I'm not going to take that big of a prop. I'm trying to get back in the right side because my props have been stinking lately. They haven't been like my uh, my locks, which have been no. white hot. But I'm going to take negative uh, 145, so not a, a big swing. I'm going to take a favorite prop here. But I'm going to say the under uh, two and a half rounds on Gaston Bolianos versus Aaron Phillips. Uh, Phillips swings those bungalows. Boyanos, only a good counter striker. He's either going to eat a bunch of punches or he's going to return one. So uh, let, let's say that that fight gets over early. And uh, I, I like the under there. Minus one what? 145. All right. Okay. So he's got Brazil as his lock. I have Gutierrez. Uh, we both have Brown as our dog. He has Bolanos Phillips fight under two and a half rounds. And I have Holloway decision plus, uh, yeah, to win via decision. And now we have our Hungry Man Jong. Super fan, no hungry man, John. Super fan parlay. That's that's it. That's it, right? You, you We've been doing this for years and years. You, you, you got right. it. You, you haven't hyped up this one like you did last week. Uh, this, for one this for one's a, this one's almost as big. Um, oh I, I got a, I got more big props. I got Dustin Jacoby by knockout. I told you I think he pours it on late and gets that weird like fatigue stoppage. Plus two seventy on Dustin Jacoby by KO. I'm gonna pair it with Bruno Brazil gets it done by knockout too. That head kick's got me enthused. I think she's going to piece up Denise Gomes. If she TKOs or KOs Denise Gomes, you're going to get plus 450 on that one. Pair it with Jacoby, you get plus 1935. Oh, my gosh. That's totally believable, too. Jacoby yeah, and Brazil, like, both of you. It, yeah, yeah give, me, give me KOs on both those guys. Get in on it, kids. Get in on it. All right. That's all we got for you. Today, we'll be back on Sunday to recap how we did with everything here. Um, you can talk to us before then, though, at, on the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. We'll be in there. Well, we're in there every day. I was going to say all weekend. We're in there all the time. So go in there and have a chat. Uh, we're also on Twitter, MMA. Gumby runs that for us. He's uh, Gumby Reland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. I run a sub stack with a pick contest, all about MMA. So you may want to get in on that. It is moneymma.substack.com uh, to subscribe and get that in your inbox. And Gumby runs the Top Turtle MMA podcast where he interviewed Dustin Jacoby, Bruno Brazil, 
and Zach Cummings all on this week's show. So make sure you get that in your ear holes and you can read all their stuff and listen to all their pods and get all our, get in all our contests and all that stuff on our app or at sportsgumbypodcast.com. And Gumby will tell you bye-bye now. Uh, I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's the professional Jeff Fox. And we will see you on Sunday.